Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Learn Tech podcast. I'm your host Pranjali Lahiri talking to you about balancing tight L&D budgets. It's a debut podcast and we are super excited to bring this to you all the way from Pune, India. Joining me today are three gentlemen who understand clients and their L&D budgets better than anyone else. Amit Gautam, our CEO and director, Amar Pawar, AVP Technology, and Sunil Kamath, Senior Business Development Manager. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Hello Pranjali. Hi Pranjali, pleasure to be here. Hello Pranjali. Well, it's an interesting mix we have got here with all of you representing different functions and hence different perspectives. I can't wait to see how this unfolds for us. All right, so um let's get to the meat of the matter. First up, I think it's a question I'll probably ask Sunil. Sunil, you've been on the other side of the table. You've been a part of L&D. Uh, so what do you think about L&D budgets and mainly how do they impact the overall training success? Right. So Pranjali, L&D budgets have always been a debatable topic and I think it all is very industry specific. So depending on how well is the industry or the company doing is when the CFO or the CEO of the company will allocate a certain amount of budget towards L&D initiatives and that's when that that money is put aside so and that is really crucial for the success of learning and development for the success of digitization and everything because money is important and the budgets are really really important and to be honest they somehow are wafer thin in most industries so that's where the major challenge lies but then within that budget is how you can invest and return on the investment is what remains as a challenge for learning and development functions within within industries and companies Okay interesting and you mentioned that there is a correlation if i can say so between the budget and the success and this is where i'm going to go to amar amar you work with multiple clients across different industries and geographies do you really see there is a correlation is it linear is it multifactorial when it comes to a you know a direct impact of the lnd budget on the training success absolutely pranjali you know a budget uh, may end up defining the the quality of the content or you know that the, what they wish to create or what they wish to subscribe uh, they might also you know have limitation in terms of the options that are available in terms of you know training their workforce and definitely budget has a direct and a huge impact on that so yes Okay um Amit a follow up question to what Amar and Sunil have been telling me do you see a similar theme or is there a differentiation point that you see on this I think Amar and Sunil both raise very valid points so you know see the, any L&D activity or a program or an intervention in any company is itself a multi factor or multi you know stakeholder activity now when this happens so while yes uh, the 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 primary point to start within any company is the culture of learning and also the mindset and the attitude of the the top management behind how they want to see the learning and development function as now having said that once they you know find it as a critical part of their organization development then all these activities they define or programs they define they would need resources this could be you know very basic time of the employees who are in these activities either on the training side or the trainer side and from there it could also involve resources which need you know tangible cash to be spent or other resources which need money to be spent so yes of course there is a direct impact of how much a budget an l&d department or a function gets and how they can utilize that budget to perform or you know kind of use it put it to use for their employees so yes there is a direct correlation 
Now the causation part is a little tricky because you know uh, it does not work as a linear proportion that you spend more and you get more. So the key would be to be able to identify the right activities and it could differ from employee to employee, team to team and then allocate budgets accordingly. So just spending a double budget every year does not guarantee double performance uh, in terms of the skills or the resources or the employees every year. So yes, the correlation is definitely very strong that if you are able to spend more, that means you are able to give more to your employees in terms of the avenues and the resources, but it has to be very, very aptly measured and defined for each employee, for each team, and even for your key objectives of the company. Uh, so yes, we've been speaking about there is a training success and there is, you know, how much of the NAD budget has been allocated to that. But how much do you think or how do you think rather this impacts the overall decision making? Amar, you have some thoughts on that? How would our L&D budget actually affect the overall decision making when it comes to uh, the training interventions for a particular company? Uh, see, mainly uh, what I believe, you know, uh, the L&D budget's uh, maturity level you know, defines a lot in that, uh, but uh, definitely, you know, their their geographies and their, you know, their language barriers, you know, they also come into picture. So I'll give you an example. So you know, somebody uh, who has a mature L&D, uh, you know, uh, team might still face a problem in defining a training strategy uh, for a user group you know uh, in a company where you know their user group is primarily into oil rigs or uh, a mining industry right uh, now basic challenges are availability of internet availability of devices who are connected and you know how they are going to provide this training so they might need to actually spend a lot when compared to you know industries like you know software so, you know, that's basically what, you know, defines their entire training approach, the training budget and, you know, also the mechanism that they are going to use for their training. All right. I'm going to turn to Sunil and Sunil, this is uh, you are in sales mm -hmm. and you will be the most uh, appropriate person to ask this question. Uh, how do you think this impacts? Because normally when people talk to us, when they have a requirement and we have to give them a solution to that uh, requirement, how do you think the budget plays a role and how much so in that decision making for them right so so pranjali i think the fact that you know you have to link learning and development generally we we know it as a fact that learning and development continues to be a support function that supports the business in most industries it's never the revenue earning department that brings in the money so they will always have budgets which will not be invested uh, most companies may not invest heavily into learning and development but at the end of the day like amar said you know it depends on the industry so when there is a compliance uh, angle that comes inside which, where you can have lawsuits that could be filed which turn out to be millions of dollars when you have uh, some some companies that require a certain amount of training to be delivered it could be health and safety it could be audits it could be government rules and regulations local legislations which require a particular workforce to be trained on certain skills that is when learning and development digitization lms systems e-learnings these these products come into picture and they do a fantastic job at delivering the required uh, compliances so i think that's where you know as a salesperson i i do tend to speak about these aspects very very strongly whenever i'm talking to prospects it is also depends on which industry they come from and to highlight these important aspects which can result in them uh, you know saving a lot of money if they have an audit that comes up so it's basically about saving yourself from you know un untoward situations which might arise and utilizing a platform like a learning management system 
to leverage that. So I think it all depends on how you pitch that and how do you make them realize that how a learning management system or e-learning can benefit them, uh, you know, depending on the industry and, uh, and the function that they come from. It's a perfect segue for me to go to Amit. And Amit, my question is, this is something Amar mentioned and uh, Sunil also mentioned as a part of what he just said. How do you think the entire L&D budget allocation uh, really differ as per one, the industry, second, the geography, Again, is there a combination of these or everything really just comes down to the L&D maturity of that particular company? I think from a, you know, a company standpoint, uh, the industry they operate in is definitely a very, very big factor in terms of the focus itself on the L&D activities because as Sunil mentioned about the compliance and the risk involved if you are not compliant, you know, not just the legal uh, lawsuits but also you know, just health and safety of the employees in the company. Now, if you are working in an industry which has, uh, you know, which demands health and safety or work and safety, food and safety compliances, then of course, the L&D budget has to have a direct proportion of that allocation on in, in those areas in terms of compliance and other areas to support that part. And then in terms of geographies, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a fact that uh, there is a different level of understanding maturity and the way you look at L&D function across different countries and different regions. So, you know, uh, there could be a difference in the way they look at L&D in developed countries, in emerging markets. So based on that, you know, how critical they look at the function overall. And then I think the third factor is that you know, L&D, like any other thing, is, is like, you know, at a very basic level, two-step pyramid. So one is a must-have activities and then the good-to-have activities. Now, for some industries and some geographies, the must-have activities may be a larger part of the overall cycle than the good-to-have, like, you know, compliance or, you know, legal risk assessment and everything else. And for some geographies and industries, that may be a smaller part and the good-to-have may be more from a competition standpoint or aspirational standpoint or how the company wants to move forward. So I think from these two perspectives, so the allocation of the budget directly is dependent on which industry you are operating in and which geography you are you know, uh, mainly operating from. But yes, I think uh, the, the commonality between all of these is how you look at your function and then it percolates to what all your division of activities is and then the allocation of budget happens as per that. Sometimes the companies may not be able to allocate budgets to, let's say, may be only able to allocate budget to just good, have, good to have and some uh, must have or you know in any form but yes the the dependence is definitely on the industry and the geography they work from right so to add to the compliance and you know the other aspects i think a quality induction program goes a long way in ensuring lnd success because when someone joins into a new company the way that he or she gets treated the way that he or she gets uh, you know a couple of trainings that help him or her to get adjusted into the new workplace i think all of these factors directly proportional to whether they will spend a lot of time in the company or whether they will quit within a couple of months. And the amount that a company spends in recruiting and retaining talent is directly proportional to the quality of induction that he or she gets when he or she joins that particular company. So, so products like learning management systems digitize the whole experience, give them a quality induction program, which directly is responsible for the success of the you know, learning and development or someone joining a company and, and lasting there for a long period of time. So whenever you have budgets uh, that, that are put aside, a quality induction is something that every company needs to invest in heavily and think about, think this through, because that will directly you know, be proportional to the talent and retention of talent within that particular company. 
L&D maturity is another factor. Now, Amar, I want to understand from you, and this is maybe from the experience that you have from working across 150 clients that we have across different geographies and different industries. Essentially, uh, how is L&D maturity one defined? And do we see certain industries or geographies having a higher maturity? Yes, Amit mentioned that certain developing countries may have a different maturity compared to the emerging ones. But between industries and maturity, do you think there is a linearity that we can establish? I, I believe, uh, yes, uh, you know, the, the, the countries and certain regions are definitely, you know, having much more mature uh, in terms of, you know, their L&D maturities is far more better than, you know, some of the others, which are, you know, right now it's like kind of picking up. Uh, in terms of industry, uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, industries which are, uh, uh, which are technology driven, are, are you know picking up uh, L&D uh, quite well in terms of the maturity as well as you know the, the content that is being uh, provided for training or the different variety of training methods and methodologies that have been um, applied uh, to get the users you know on board onto uh, any platform or to deliver those training I think definitely you know uh, these industries are, 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 are much more uh, what you say mature uh, Certain industries which are, you know, workforce driven, you know, they would focus on L&D on a, from a very specific, you know, a narrow region, you know, at least in some of the regions which are not yet that mature, you know, in terms of, you know, they would focus only on the compliance requirements or they might only focus on their particular service, but they are not focusing on uh, something like a growth of a particular, you know, workforce or, you know, what's next for them. So, yes, uh, there is slight correlation, but yes, there is definitely, you know, industry does come into picture, but uh, major things are, you know, in terms of their, uh, you know, an, a particular region or a country might have a better L&D maturity just because of the resources that are available locally for them. Okay, understood. And this is where we get to the hard-hitting question. So if we are agreeing that L&D budgets are critical for the success, for overall decision-making, how can businesses get a bang for their buck? So Neil, you mentioned a term, wafer-thin budgets. So if the budgets are really that slim, how can a business or L&D in general make the best out of this? Right, so Pranjali, that, that is a tricky proposition because it all boils down to this one word which everybody knows but nobody knows the answer to which is ROI. So how do you really calculate return on investment? So you have the budget, they may be wafer thin, they may be high. So whenever you put aside money towards an initiative, what is the outcome of that initiative in terms of investment? Are your work, is the workforce getting better? Are they becoming more productive? Are they becoming more efficient? Are the number of accidents reducing? Are more sales being closed once you train a sales force for example? I think setting up metrics right at the outset is very, very crucial. So this is something that most companies talk about, but when it comes to actual implementation, that's where some, most companies also fail. So setting this up right at the outset, when you allocate a certain amount of budget towards an L&D initiative, it's not about taking people out into a you know offsite, giving them a good experience, taking them to a picnic. That's not what L&D is all about. It's about whether you're trying to make the workforce more capable, more efficient, and setting up these metrics right at the beginning, whether we're going to measure someone before they got trained and after they got trained and how are they getting more efficient, more productive. Certain metrics need to be set right at the outset so the expectations are set and then delivering per those expectations with initiatives that will add value to the business is where the whole thing boils down to eventually. You know, so I think there's a lot of planning that has to go into 
any initiative, any initiative right from the beginning to ensure its success and uh, to to result in the the function's success per se as a whole so we uh, spoke of objective setting objective achievement which is essentially what roi would be uh, amit what are your views not just on roi but how can lnd in general again make the most out of whatever budgets they have thin or fat whichever way it goes so yes i think uh, as we mentioned uh, lnd has to work in a, like uh, in two ways and at the same time one is they have to keep working with the management on the metrics they can uh, deliver on you know either the success or the performance of the lnd initiatives you know they could be either positive uh, matrices like uh, if we do this this will happen or they could be also the the risk matrices that if you do not do this then this will definitely happen so as long as they can deliver some matrices to the management about either the lack what happens if the if there's no training or lnd activity in the right manner or the ones which say if you do this how is our revenue going to increase or the margins going to increase so that is one thing and the second is i think given the budgets may always be thin or they may still not be very thin what they need to definitely do is to you know do a proper diligence on what kind of tools what kind of activities interventions so everything has to be designed from a perspective of the outcome and the objective sometimes you know i've seen in our experiences that and some of the uh, people we interact with they are looking at uh, a solution let's say an lms or a, a you know an intervention purely from a technology perspective without understanding how does it really impact the user in terms of the engagement in terms of the learning values so i think if lnd works on these both factors so one is working with management to create more matrices for measurement and properly defining the objectives of what they want to do and then designing the interventions accordingly and also looking for technology which matches those objectives i would say most of the cases and we have seen that in the past with our customers they would be able to deliver solutions which have great value and they may not really demand a lot of uh, you know money from the customer amar any thoughts you want to add so you know taking it ahead from both sunil and you know what amit just covered you know i basically you know in my experience when i am working with you know lot of the lnd champions uh, i try to you know ask them to focus on you know five key areas uh, generally the very first one you know is to know your user group know their needs know their requirements you know what uh, what would you know really make them take up a training and you know achieve the goal that you know you have tried to set it for them so you know uh, regarding the ro point which sunil was mentioning you know exactly you need to be aware of what exactly are your goals post conducting this particular uh, you know training or and the agenda of these training second is you know identifying the core areas which are specific to your business your service or your product and you know so one of the biggest or the largest component of any lnd budget is the you know the decision of how to deliver this training and you know do we need to create any of our own content right so what i generally suggest to our you know to our customers is to only focus on you know creating content when it is specific to their uh, you know areas of business or services and for rest of them which are like generic uh, content on general content uh, you know for example soft skill leadership training compliance and all these areas there are readily available catalog courses which are available and you know you should try to you know find the right one which fits your need and you know try to subscribe to them rather than creating it again on your own
and this this can be a very you know have a high impact on your budget lastly you know try to get as many option in terms of the training you know that you can conduct because the more the options that are available uh, to your user you know the more uh, you know the users would be able to you know take up and uh, you know uh, take up the training and you know provide you a higher roi and uh, yes the awareness you know the awareness part is important you know i have been seeing that lot of you know uh, enterprises are investing heavily on on you know also investing heavily on their training content and everything but the fact of the matter is you know their users are not aware that you know there is some some kind of training available you know so a kind of an internal marketing or internal you know uh, promotion of these trainings is is very helpful uh, you know and this goes a long way in trying to get a higher completion rate at the end of the year all right um so there we have it views and advice straight from the experts uh, guys before i let you go i would like to play a quick round of rapid fire i'm going to give each one of you a sentence and all you have to do is just complete it in the way that you think best fits all right so i'm going to start with uh, amit the sentence for you is lnd budgets are are needed and they need to be uh, allocated very very efficiently for the right activities all right um sunil lnd budgets should be okay lnd budgets should be thought of carefully uh, depending on what are you trying to achieve if you're trying to achieve 20% reduction in accidents then the initiatives have to correspond to that and the budget has to obviously correspond to that so i think what you're trying to achieve your objectives is what defines what the budget should be okay um amar the last one for you lnd budgets are not so lnd budget is not about cost but it's about the value that you can provide to the company awesome that's our time guys to all our listeners thank you for listening to our number one episode we would love for you to connect with us on linkedin see you next month bye bye